0: Welcome back to the Things You Don't Hear in Church Podcast. My name is Ethan. (laughs) And my name is Derry. And today we're discussing philosophy and theology and Mm -hmm. which ones superior are they in contrast with each other? Can you have one without the other? All that good stuff. And like, where is the place of philosophy in theology or vice versa? Uh, There's one scripture that comes to mind when we talk about this topic. In Colossians, Colossians 2, 8 that says have nothing to do with empty philosophies <laughs> and vain deceits, right? Yeah. And a lot of people take that scripture and say, okay, philosophy's bad. Right. Right. So we're going to talk about that and discuss, does the Bible say philosophy is bad or what's actually going on there? You right.
1: know? Yeah. I hear all the time and it, it makes me so, not mad, but just like, it's clear that, man, I don't, it sounds so bad to say. It's like clear the person has never studied philosophy before. When they make this statement, but I see mostly within, like, reformed, like, KJV, um, like, I said KJB, KJV, uh, like... Is that KJB the Russians? Yeah, yeah, yeah. singer service. The kind of, like, uh, people who are, like, very, very sola scriptura, right? Like, not that that's bad. I like sola scriptura. But, like, the people who are just, like, that's, oh, that's it, right? Yeah. Um, who always say, like, philosophy is evil and terrible, and, like, the Bible is all that I go off of, mm-hmm. right? Um, which is actually a problem throughout most of church history, too. And it wasn't until um, some of the church fathers, I think, um, uh, Augustine, that, like, a lot of that was solved. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, I guess philosophy was kind of popularized, again. Right. It, was, it was through several different um, church fathers, um, but, yeah. It's been a, po- a problem for a long time. I just think it's so interesting because I see people bash philosophy all the time. And I just think, have you ever studied philosophy before? And mm-hmm. maybe, like, give me more more information. Because right. the thing that's being communicated, or I think you you are trying to communicate by saying you don't like philosophy, is that you love the Bible. And you think the Bible is, like, solely what we should go off of, what we should base our life off of. And I agree. But I don't think you have to say philosophy is trash. To get there. Yeah. Right. And okay. I just think it comes from a misunderstanding of what philosophy even is.
0: Right. So, because there's a misunderstanding of what philosophy is, why don't we define philosophy mm-hmm. um, for our listeners so they can understand where we're coming from? Because if they have those misunderstandings in their mind right now, that's what they're going to be going off of right. for the entire show. So, let's right. make a foundation so we're clear. What are we talking about when we say philosophy?
1: Yeah. Philosophy is just the study or um, the perception of what existence is, of what reality is. So if you just think of reality, of what you think is real, that's what philosophy is. It's the study of what is real, or the mm-hmm. study of uh, even purpose within what is real. There's a lot of veins of philosophy. It's a very large and overarching topic. Um, but I think at its very base, most people I've heard define it as the study of existence or the perception of existence. Right. Like that.
0: So philosophy might be a giant building with like a lot of offices in it. right? And within that building of offices, there's different thoughts or takes on philosophy.
1: Right, so I think for example, like just what's coming to my mind right now, is if um, I have no previous memories and all of a sudden I just blink into existence in some like white vast, uh, vastness, right? Just like some expanse Mm -hmm. and I'm just there and I have no previous memories or anything. As soon as I start thinking about where am I, why am I here? what is the essence of my reality? I'm doing philosophy because I'm having thoughts about what is my current reality like and and how do I make sense of it for who I am and how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's, you're immediately you're doing philosophy. Right. It's just a study of the existence that you exist within.
0: Right? right, exactly. Yeah, I think when people think philosophy is bad or they have a negative idea of philosophy, a lot of times what's happening is they're thinking of philosophy only as a humanistic means to try to create purpose aside from God. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So if that's the idea of philosophy that people have, Mm -hmm. then yeah, it's wrong. If you're only a human trying to be your, in your own brain, trying to find purpose within yourself, then yeah, it's not going to line up with the biblical theology that we hold. Mm -hmm. Right. Because our Bible informs us that God determines all the purpose that we have and and determines the purpose for life. So if you're trying to do it, Within yourself, then yeah, philosophy is a problem. But mm-hmm. um, but then we talk about theology and like maybe theology, and I I, we, I think we would say this that theology is a kind of one of those offices within that building of philosophy.
1: Mm-hmm. It definitely right? is yeah.
0: So let's talk about like maybe now we can define what theology is, mm-hmm. and because the theology is not inherently Christian, mm-hmm. you know. And so we can talk about what theology is and lay that groundwork, and then yeah, continue the conversation. About
1: yeah. That. Um, one thing we can do later on that I want to do after we're done to, defining all these terms in like kind of looking forward is sort of ground what a lot of these things are because we're talking in a, a lot of hypotheticals but I think if we ground like we really ground in reality what, what logic is and we ground in reality what theology is and we apply them to real world principles and then we combat them with each other then it makes a little more sense of the problem we're kind of trying to to figure out but right now if we're just speaking in generalities um, or, uh, theology yeah. is just the study of God right, right. And so if if uh, I'm still the white or the person in this white void um, and I've done philosophy to try to figure out my existence, I, and I have some awareness of a God like putting me in this place. I'm then doing theology because I'm trying to understand the God that I believe put me in this like vastness. Mm-hmm. but I have to do philosophy before that to even get to theology in the first place. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Do you think that you
0: could say that theology is kind of philosophy of God? Like you're kind of trying to find the meaning or the purpose from who God is?
1: Yeah, sort of. I think that they're a little different. Um, just like, like logic is sort of an office in philosophy. I think theology is also a lot, an office in philosophy. And some people might not like that, like theology is sort of encompassed and sort of smaller than philosophy. When I say that, I'm not saying that like the Bible and... God are subordinate to philosophy. I'm saying if we're going to study reality at all, it starts with philosophy. and just being able to say the fundamental basics of reality are this, this and this. Like um, if I can't say that I actually exist, then what's the point of me asking the question if a God exists, right? Mm. I have to ask the question, do I even exist? And is what's around me even real before I can ask any more questions? Yeah. Because right. if I don't exist, then it's it's meaningless. Right. right? You're
0: like, I exist. Yeah. So I have, what to, do, else I have to do
1: philosophy immediately mm-hmm. to even get to the questions of theology or logic okay. and all these kind of things, right? So I have to ask myself that question. I also have to ask myself, even, even before that question, the first question I think you have to ask is, is there truth? Is there some kind of absolute that exists, right? And if there isn't truth, which is one of the most basic questions in philosophy, um, is can you know true things, which is the purpose of logic and a lot of the purpose of philosophy is trying to get to the truth, the bottom of things, um, that's encompassed in philosophy. If I can't do philosophy um, to get that that statement of I believe that things are objectively true, there's no point in me doing theology or logic or anything because if nothing's true, it doesn't matter. Right? right? So the, the beginning of everything, in my opinion, is philosophy. And again, I want to say that philosophy is not something that's outside of God. I believe that God has created all of these things. Um, and even if not created them, is them. It's hard to know uh, what is him and what is created by him. Uh, I think it's a little more clear when we get to logic. Um, mm-hmm. But within philosophy, it's interesting.
0: Right. And so we want to be very clear from like, the beginning right now. We're not saying that philosophy philosophy is superior to God or the Bible we're saying in order to really understand your theology, you're using philosophy to arrive there. And then you're using philosophy to understand what you believe about God. Mm -hmm. So like philosophy is kind of, would you say like the tool that we're using to build our theology?
1: Yeah. I think just as human beings, like we need, um, we need realms of thought. We need systems to be able to categorize things so we can kind of put them in order. So we can think about things well right? Mm -hmm. That's why we have theology. We want to think about God in a correct way. And that requires us putting things in certain places to build off of them. Right. 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 Like thinking that God is good, but God didn't just like point to goodness. Like he is goodness. Well, if he is goodness, then that impacts all these other places in my life and even in scripture, right? Mm -hmm. If I want to use that philosophy. And so I'm sort of building this house and it has building blocks and I put pieces on top of it on top of it. Right. And it's the same, like with philosophy, you gotta, you gotta start somewhere and build up to it.
0: Right. And you wouldn't say that like a, a hammer and a nail are more important than a house, but you need those things yeah. to build the house. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's not like it's outside of God. Like I think the funniest thing, whenever, whenever I hear, um, two people saying that, um, like philosophy is unnecessary and theology and the Bible is the thing that trumps everything. Um, which I think scripture does. Um, but to get to a place where you think scripture is authoritative, you have to use so much philosophy that it's so, it's so, um, not hypocritical, but what's the word I'm thinking of? Um.
0: Uh, maybe self-defeating?
1: Yeah, it's like self-defeating, but it's, it's a better word for it. Anyways, it's, um, it's just so funny to me. Like, you're, it's like you, <laughs> it's like you got, you got in a ship that, like, got you to shore and saved you from drowning, and now you're on the shore, and now you, like, flip the ship off, and you're like, Screw you, ship, like I didn't need you anyway. And yeah. you're like, dude, like you use that to get to safety, like to get to shore. Like yeah. you use the you use the uh the laws of logic within philosophy to get to a place where you think that the Bible is authoritative. The only way you got there was using philosophy and logic, right? Because mm-hmm. you can't just assume the Bible is authoritative. You gotta look at the history. You gotta look at how um who wrote it. Were they close to Jesus? Were they filled with the Holy Spirit? Right. Mm-hmm. How close to um, the time of being written um, do we have like actual um, manuscripts from these people? Right. right? Yeah. Look at all these things. You put them all together. Um, you put all the like five thousand eight hundred manuscripts in Greek that we have together, and you know you create lexicons and all this, and you you say, okay, I think I think this is accurate. I think this is historical. The historical claims make um, like miraculous claims that are crazy. Right, But they seem to be accurate because outside people attested to them. So it seems like this is a miraculous book that has supernatural attestation to it. And Mm -hmm. so I think that is the authoritative word of God based off of that. Right, The only way you get there is by using systems of philosophy and theology. The only way. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't have philosophy and theology, there's no way you get to an authoritative view of Scripture in the first place. So I think it's so funny when I... um, when I hear people saying that, I'm like, well, you're just kind of, you're throwing out the means of you getting to that authoritative stance of scripture right. in the first place. Right. It's not like you can have one without the other. God created logic and philosophy for us to be able to get to the um, place where we can start to understand him through the Bible. So it's not like we got to throw one away and just say one is good and one is bad. Like God created both for us to use and mm-hmm. they're both necessary for each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah. That's a good point. So we're not saying philosophy and theology are in competition with each other. What we're saying is that theology is kind of within the realm of philosophy, right? It mm. falls under the umbrella. Yeah. And and so when you do theology, right? Like Jews have theology, mm-hmm. Muslims have theology, and Christians have theology because it's just a study of God. Maybe even Hindus have theology because they have multiple millions of gods, right? Maybe. Now, Buddhists maybe not because they don't believe in anything except yeah. for that's nothing. Yeah, unless they're animists. Unless they're animists, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's really interesting because... I think I did grow up with a subconscious idea that like, mm-hmm. oh, philosophy is like a secular study yeah. and it's like, I don't need to waste my time there. I only need to be in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And as you like look into it, you realize, wow, you can use a lot of philosophy to prove that God exists, mm-hmm. right? We talked about logic. Yeah. You touched on logic a bit, but it's like like you have like the cosmological argument, right? Mm-hmm. That's a philosophical thing. You have the yeah. fine tuning argument. It's more of philosophy. Mm-hmm. And so it's really exciting. And so when we when we look at Colossians and it says that there's, vain uh philosophies or empty philosophies and vain deceits the thing you got to ask is okay what was going on in Colossae the city that Paul was writing to the church that was detrimental to Christians that he was saying is bad yeah right because he says there's vain philosophies right meaning there's good philosophies and bad
1: philosophies yeah it would seem like that
0: yeah right just like there's good theologies and there's bad theologies right you know and so it seems that not all philosophy is bad and mm-hmm. you know maybe paul even you you, you could par- probably point to parts of romans where paul might be using philosophy to prove that a god exists yeah. or or, or a maybe or not maybe prove god exists but prove things of god mm-hmm. right so you can probably find philosophical arguments in actually you can in romans one he kind of says like nature ha- nature has revealed these nature. things yeah yeah and so he says nature has revealed these things and that kind of hints on what later would be called mm-hmm. the cosmological argument. Right. You know? And so... The fine-tuning pro- argument. What's that? Yeah. fine oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Fine-tuning. Mm-hmm. The problem is, though, that... Like, with Colossians specifically, the problem is that the city of Colossae, like the historical city, is mm-hmm. just like this giant hill that archaeologists haven't dug up yet. Oh. So we don't know a lot about the culture. Wow. And it's just sitting
1: there. That's exciting.
0: Yeah, it's just like this thing that's... Yeah. Like, archaeologists like, we don't know. we And so when Paul's writing things, we don't know what the vein philosophies or empty deceits or vice versa yeah. were because we don't know a lot about there. We just know yeah. there was something being spread in the Christian community that was a vain philosophy and an empty deceit that was hurting the church. And mm. that's not a far stretch to, to look at because if the church was full of Jew, like former Jews who mm. had like their traditions of man that they followed. Right. Right. And then it was full of, uh, Greeks. previous polytheist pagans. Yep. yep. Right. So we have like these two, like very different worldviews coming together. Yeah. And, and, you know, the Bible says that the devil comes as angel of light and the people say the best lie is 99% truth. Mm -hmm. And so if you're thinking about that, it would make sense that there would be some twisting of some theological matter using philosophy that would sound good to the people but then Paul's like saying that's not a thing to actually put your hope in. The thing Mm -hmm. to put your hope in is the reality of Christ. Yeah. You know, who knows what that is, but we have our own like vain philosophies in our world and in in our life today that are like not things we should put our hope in. We should always put our
1: hope in Christ. Right. But it's not to say all of philosophy is bad. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just like certain sects of Christianity can go towards bad, bad uh, um, theology. Right. Like Mm -hmm. we want to stay away from that. We want to use good, sound reasoning and, um like like understand the bible correctly so that we can understand god correctly right Mm -hmm. um we can also use philosophy to understand god well too in sort of an abstract kind of sense which i think is really good and it goes hand in hand with the bible um but yeah i I love that what you're saying like you can do both of those bad you can do philosophy badly and you can do theology badly and you see both done badly in the bible and done well in the bible yeah right by different characters of course um, and the, the bad philosophy and theology isn't.
0: Wait, you mean that n- not every part of the Bible is God saying what's happening is okay?
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> it's not. And a lot of people are misrepresenting him. So they're like showing the culture bad theology with their actions even, mm-hmm. which is pretty crazy. Um, man, I was going to say something. Oh yeah, I know most of this is conjecture, but if I had to guess, like you just asked me off the top of my head, what I thought those vain philosophies were, my mind immediately goes to kind of what was started by a lot of the Greeks that would have been in those churches um, mm-hmm. too, which is sort of like a, um, a Gnosticism yeah. or even like the beginnings of Stoicism. Um, or like the scenes. Yeah, that are star- that's starting there. And most of the early church fathers within the first century and on to like the third century um, all converted to Christianity from Gnosticism. And yeah. the most basic definition of Gnosticism for everybody listening, if you don't know what it is, um, the very like basic basic definition it's a lot more than this um is like a claim to having like hidden knowledge right and so that sounds awfully familiar yeah super familiar <laughs> and so it's just a claim to have hidden knowledge but it's, it is very like mystic um there's a lot like a lot of different uh, versions of Gnosticism, but most of these philosophers came from Gnosticism, and so they were they were heavy into philosophy yeah right like that was a lot of the Greek culture
0: mm-hmm.
1: um started at, like a love for philosophy um, which was kind of them implemented um, in Stoicism but you have all these people that are um, like the beginning of Stoics and are Gnostics and I would classify both of those as vain philosophies right and you see the church address it you see a lot of the early church fathers writings address it right but it's also why um, Christianity started out started out doing theology and continuing theology really well, I think, is because a lot of these Greeks that became the church fathers were really versed in the systematic mm. um, like, formation of philosophy.
0: Yeah, and they were true. able to
1: put things together really well because they already knew, okay, I think the world works this kind of way. This is why um, I'm a monotheist. And this is why like the Trinity kind of works as it's being formed. Um, and all yeah. that kind of stuff, yeah. right? And they would have these arguments back and forth and all that kind of stuff, but I can see why Paul would talk about vain philosophies, not condemning all of them, but saying, hey, a lot of you guys... Well, grown... condemning
0: the vain philosophies, not philosophy. Right, not
1: philosophy. A lot of you guys, Paul's saying, I think, have grown up in this culture that est- like esteems philosophy. Mm -hmm. Right? It's very, very highly thought of. But there's so many bad philosophies within Stoicism and Gnosticism that he's trying to get rid of. Right? He doesn't maybe name them specifically in that verse. But he's saying there's a lot of vain philosophies among you that you're trying to add in to Christianity and the philosophy we should have. Mm -hmm. We need to get rid of those. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And something
0: I think about like empty deceit. Right? He pairs those two together where there's vain philosophy and empty deceit. So when I'm reading that, I'm thinking, okay, these kind of seem... Like mm. they're, they're really similar, if not the same, Yeah, you know, probably not the exact same because he makes a distinction, but it's like, oh, there's this culture, there's this thing going on where they would have read them like, oh yeah, this thing I was taught last week mm-hmm. is that, you know, and this goes back like from the very fall of humanity. We've always had these vain deceit. What was the first thing that the serpent says to Eve? Oh, you will be like God, mm-hmm. you know? And so that is an empty deceit. There's a vain philosophy saying like, you can be equal with God if you do these certain practices. Right. We had that in like all the way up through the Bible and all the way in the Bible times. And now you get a lot of people in the new age saying, Oh, I am divine. I am the Christ consciousness. I'm all these things. Mm. And these, this isn't like a, like a very, from the onset of humanity, the very first fall of humanity, an empty philosophy of vain deceit that that has taken root in humanity, Mm. you know, to say that we are equal with God. And so, it's really interesting when you read that. You can like even see like things in our culture where you're like, oh yeah, like I'm not equal with God. That is a vain to see. I can't yeah. put my hope in that. I can't trust myself to be mm-hmm. divine. It's a vain philosophy. Yeah. It's like no, you know. And something about philosophy that's really interesting is whenever you ask the question why, mm-hmm. you've already started philosophy. Yeah, you've already done philosophy. You know. So people say, oh, you're a Christian. Well, why? As soon as you start defending, I'm a Christian mm-hmm.
1: because. Right. You are doing philosophy. Right. You assume truth. You assume you're going to have like a position and immediately you're doing philosophy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Is there anything more you're going to say? No, go for it. Um, One thing I want to do to sort of ground a lot of these topics we're talking about um, is kind of show a little bit of where they come from. So philosophy is not in logic. It's not just kind of how to think, but it's the essence of thinking. Right? Interesting. And so it's, unless we were able to think... In reason we wouldn't really be able to do much right yeah. yeah
0: so it's not that you're you're not like thinking itself is not philosophy no you said it's the essence of thinking so it's not yeah doing thinking it's the subject of thinking would you say is like philosophy
1: um, I, would, I would say like, like even. Yeah, I'm trying to get to more of like a, a deeper part of it right yeah. I think like the ability to even reason and think is rooted in like logic which is something that is rooted in God I would say yeah. right there's um if that's true um it's really interesting to think about there is a philosophical argument for god within um uh, logic it's just called the argument from logic yeah. for um for a creator right and it says that um truth exists in every possible world and that truth um is always being communicated even if there's no beings within any of the worlds right so even if there's no one to be to there to Um, hear the truth, that truth is always exists, and truth cannot exist without being communicated or explained or being able to be understood, right? Right, well, it has to. Right, it it has to be. groundbreaking, yeah. Yeah, and so if truth always exists in a form of being communicated, that means that um, it has to have been communicated by something, right? You can think of it in this kind of a way, that if the very basic form of communication is just thought, like if... Before I can tell you anything, I have to think it in my own mind. That truth has to be thought in order to be like existing in all these possible worlds. Yeah. And so those thoughts that are like in contrast with truth have to come from something. And so those things will come from God. And so God's thoughts are what truth is in the world. And so it's an argument that's a really crude uh, rendition of it, but that's an argument from logic using philosophy um, Mm. to show why a creator would need to exist. Right. Um. But if you think about that, then. Our ability to think and even use logic, we're using God in a way because God would be in that case, the very essence of truth in logic and it, with, within himself would be those laws of how to reason and how to discern and those mm. would be from him, Yeah. right? So our, our ability to say two plus two equals four, I'm using logic. I'm also using math and math is also the same. They're within the same vein, um, um, logic and math and yeah. philosophy yeah. Um, philosophy is over sort of them but uh, logic they're, and math they're the same office yeah logic and building. math work together yeah. um, so if I say 2 plus 2 is 4 right I'm using logic to deduce that right but I'm also using math and so if both if that is true right and if that's always true then I can argue for God from that but I'm also using something that is like that is part of God that he's given me to reason um as a human being. So I'm proclaiming that God is real by using these facultal, faculties yeah. that I think are him, that he's given me to be able to reason and even understand that his word is authoritative or even understand who he is based off of his word and all these things, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it's grounded in reality. It's not some like abstract thing that I'm just thinking up of, oh, is truth real? Or I thought this thing, it's interesting. It's over the Bible now. Like that's what all people will just assume like I'm doing, I'm doing philosophy. Um, I'm not like, I think this is actually like a part of God and something God has given us to understand the world around us. And that like, literally, if there's anything that's ordered, it comes from something that ordered it. Yeah. Right. And if God is the originator of order, if he is himself ordered, right. Then like everything we get that's ordered, like is from him because he's the one that orders it Mm -hmm. all in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, not like you're ordering food, but like you kind of put things together. You, put them and you together. order them, and
0: right? that's interesting. Um, do you have more to say on that?
1: Uh, I go forever. But you can Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. I was just
0: gonna say, like thinking about God as like the essence of order or the most ordered thing, or yeah. the thing, maybe not ordered thing because he he has attributes, yeah, and they're but they're infinite. It's interesting, but like the mm. source of order,
1: divine simplicity, right?
0: Yeah. The source of order. Then you think of well, what is sin then? If mm-hmm. if we know sin is contrast to God. Mm-hmm. Well, then sin must be some essence of like chaos because chaos is the opposite of order, mm-hmm. right? And so, I just think about how that's interesting because maybe. when si- if you think about like sin entering the picture, it causes chaos to God's order, and that might be why God, like, or, we God hates sin because it's against Him and He is love, so therefore it's anti love, right? Mm-hmm. But God hates sin also, maybe because it's trying to take control of his order mm-hmm. and usurp his order. Mm-hmm. And, but anything that you try to u- anytime you try to usurp God's order it ends up in chaos. Yeah. Right. And that's interesting for us to think about when we're thinking like, well, why should I stop sinning? It's be- well because God's trying to bring his perfect order to your life mm-hmm. and sin is causing you chaos in your being yeah. and you don't want to resist God's ordering in your life because, well, he loves you more than any being ever. And why would you resist that? You right. Know? So I just think about, think about sin as like, and I guess like a vehicle of chaos is kind of, at least for me shows how serious sin is where it's like, Oh, I don't want chaos in my life. Like, yeah, I want to get that out. So then I want to get sin out of my life.
1: Yeah. It's definitely, definitely an interesting, like narrative way of thinking of, um, of sin in contrast to order. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So by saying all those things, I'm trying to put like a. A groundedness yeah, on be. these things, right? Like, if I'm studying God, I'm doing, ph- I'm doing theology, right? Yeah. Like, my study of it is called theology, but who God is is absolute, right? Yeah. I'm studying something that's absolute. I'm trying to understand it, mm-hmm. right? I'll never be able to because he's infinite and I'm finite, right? Um, if I had all the time of, of all of eternity, I could never understand it still because I'm yep. still a limited being. But uh, my study of it is called philosophy, Or, sorry, it's called theology. Keep saying it backwards. Um, So I'm studying an actual grounded thing, which is God, right? Right. And I think when you're doing philosophy and you're studying, like, logic, I think you're also studying a grounded thing because I think logic is from God and it, Mm. like, exists in reality, right? Um, Another really interesting argument is an argument from math, right? Mm. And every mathematician ever, unless you're really trying to argue (laughs) against God for some reason, um, thinks that... Math is, um, um, not absolute, but it is absolute, but math is like, uh, um, substantive. It's not a thought. It's not made up. It's not like, it just so happened to work that way, but it's actualized in the world. Right? So okay. like all of our reality and understanding and perception and every action we see can be mathematically understood and mm-hmm. is governed by laws of math. Wow. Right, and so yeah. that math comes from God. Another argument for God is an argument from math. Um, it's it's similar to the argument from logic, um, a little different, but um, is an argument from math and just that things are ordered. It's part of the fine tuning argument. Yeah. and so if we have this thing that's math as well, something that's ordered, something that actually exists, right, isn't just a thought. We it's a grounded thing, yeah. something that like exists that so we can tangibly touch and do and feel and like see. Right, is math, and either whether it's God given or a part of God whichever one mm-hmm. you want to think that is. Um, I think a, a part of God, it makes more sense to me philosophically, but you can you can go into it and look into it for yourself. Um, but it just shows that we can, we have these abstract, abstract like thoughts, but they're grasping onto concrete things that we can hold on to, right? Mm-hmm. Theology grasping onto a concrete God, philosophy grabbing onto another part of God that is logic, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're grabbing onto the same things. So I don't think they can exist apart from each other because I think they're a part of God. Right? Yeah. And so to say that when logic. When
0: you say a part of God, do you mean like identical to God?
1: Um, it gets really complicated when you say that, right? right. Because um, I, I have to say yes, because for instance, logic. Would you say,
0: well, could we say true philosophy or
1: well, yeah. pure field philosophy? I'll get into it, to, into it for a second. Okay. In a second. But yeah. I think you have to say just with the example of logic, not even talking about philosophy, just like a branch of it called mm-hmm. logic. If we're talking about logic, and if we're going to go with that argument that logic points to a god, and that it, it is always communicating truth, even if there's no beings there to think of it, then that logic is not a part of a human being. It's not a part of, yeah. like in yeah. essence, the created like order. It is a part of God. It exists. And separate. exists outside of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so it would be, in essence, part of God, right? Yeah, that makes sense. And so, depending on how you view divine simplicity, I'm sorry we're using a lot of philosophical terms. Um, divine simplicity is very complicated, and everybody has a different <laughs> view of what it is. <laughs> um, Augustine's view isn't good, in my opinion. But um, I don't know why I said that. That's so <laughs> such useless information. Um, Augustine definitely understood it better than I do. But, anyways. Um, I'm trying to remember where I was going. You were saying
0: that logic is like part of God because logic is separate from anything. Like logic exists separate from like a, a a contingent being. So I
1: would say the ability to reason and to use logic and stuff is God and is from God is a part of God. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, just like we said, he orders everything. Now, I think we can use the things he's given us in in an incorrect way. Just like love is from God, we can abuse it. That's true. Right? Yeah. Love is God. And we say that all the time, that love is equal to God, that God is love, all these things, right? We can abuse that, right? We can use love in incorrect ways. we
0: distort it and we have wrong understandings of it. And we can do the
1: same thing with if God is logic and if God is... Um, that's a good point is how to use those things we can abuse them we can use them incorrectly and we can have bad thoughts and we can mm-hmm. think truth doesn't exist which is a bad philosophy right yeah. we can use them in correct ways and we do all the time so there are vain philosophies even if it it is part of god or not part of god yeah whatever that's a really want, good point whatever you want to think about it as
0: no i really like that you said uh use the love example because i think for i know for me that helps me understand a bit more mm-hmm. um so i assume for like the viewers as well it's like yeah, we say God is love, and everyone who's a Christian affirms that because mm-hmm. the Bible says that God is love. Right. And we understand that. Oh yeah, God is love, and we misrepresent love. We have a twisted idea. Same thing with like logic. You know, we mm-hmm. have like we just established. So I don't want to be too redundant, but it's like well, God can be logic mm-hmm. because he he, may, he exists right and if, right like logic has to exist, and we can still distort it the same way.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So did we grounded? Uh, philosophy do you want to make one last statement kind of like wrapping the bow or do you use the what you want to say about grounding philosophy
1: yeah the reason i'm trying to ground them is so people don't leave philosophy and theology in these like abstract settings right. but that you walk through the full world view of what they are mm-hmm. and you can see sort of the um the tangibleness of if i'm thinking i can both think and use philosophy logic theology to understand my like surroundings the thinking part of it is sort of abstract, but I'm thinking about concrete things, which is God, right? And all of those things yeah. being a part of God and getting me closer to God if I'm using them correctly, yeah. right? And so I just wanted to ground all of things so people don't see um, logic, philosophy, theology um, in, like like you said, competition with each other. Yeah. Using them incorrectly, you can put them in, like, at head-to-head with each other and use them badly, Um but I think they only serve to help us understand who God is more and not take away from that. Hopefully. Right. right? Of course they've been used to to try to take away from God as love has been used to try to take away from God. Right. Yeah. And lots of other things have been tried to use to take away from God. But the thing that we need to understand from this whole conversation is that we shouldn't say theology is evil. Logic, philosophy are evil things. And they're in contrast. they are, all from God to help us understand who he is more right now this is the point where it gets interesting because we can have um and and this is also what I think people get at when they're trying to say that you know the bible is over philosophy right and has more authority than philosophy um this is what I think they're trying to get at someone could come up with an idea of what God is like that could be contrary to someone's interpretation of scripture Right, mm-hmm. so for example, there's lots of Christians that are. I want to say open theists, but I don't know if I want to explain open theism for everybody right now. Well, um, I can.
0: We can just say it one sentence. What? We're just talk about. Open, we can use open theism. I'll just give a little. I was trying
1: to think if there's a simpler explanation oh, okay. of like something else we could use that's okay. easier. Um, but we, we can use open theism. Yeah. Um, Op- do you want to start? No, well, you do.
0: Open theism is just essentially. A belief that God doesn't know the future because the future doesn't exist. And so he knows everything still. Right. Everything that can be known, he knows. Yeah. He knows everything that can be known, but the future doesn't exist. So he doesn't know the future, but he can still make his divine plan come about through making like Mm -hmm. taking the present and wherever he wants it to go.
1: In a sense, much more complicated than that, but that's a very simple definition. And so there's lots of Christians that are open theists. Totally fine. It's not anti-like biblical, in my opinion, and stuff like that. And I think there's ways you can uh, harmonize all of it, but there are lots of Christians that because they have much more of a um, classical theism view of scripture, which even classical theism contradicts scripture so much. Um, but that's like, we have
0: a episode with classical theists with Stephen, Doctor Stephen Nemesh. Yeah. So uh, here's the link. Go <laughs> after this episode. So even
1: even a lot of. So a lot of people will have that more classical view of theism, right? Where open theism is very, like, um, not agreeing with that or not going with the flow of that, right? And Mm -hmm. so people might say, no, you can't believe that because the Bible contradicts that and we have to go with scripture over going with your philosophy. Now, I totally agree with that statement, right? But that statement, what it doesn't say is that philosophy is bad. It says that the philosophy you're doing is not good. And I don't think it's harmonizable with the Bible, so we shouldn't use it totally good to say that you should say that and if you have a genuine conviction of what the bible says in a certain area that you think contradicts a certain philosophy then i think the bible does trump it right but as long as you can understand as well that your interpret your interpretation could also possibly be wrong right because there are lots of christians that believe in open theism like really strong Christians that have mm-hmm. great ministries that have awesome fruit that are born again, that have relationships with God that pray read their Bible, all mm-hmm. these things right yeah. are genuine believers, saints and but they're open theists yeah. right which is totally fine in my opinion but some people might not be cool with that yeah you know some I mean? people
0: would say they're probably not even Christians
1: yeah exactly because they think which... they're, they're serving a completely different God who knows I think it's I think it's fine but but it could also not be. It could just be my perception or other people's perception, right? Yeah. Um. So, I think in that instance, definitely, you could you could say the Bible and theology, your theology based off of the Bible. I would yeah. say because you can you can come to terms of theology through philosophy alone too. Like right. like if I understand that a God exists, and if I understand that God is like a, a one God instead of like two gods or a hundred right. gods i'm doing i'm doing theology through philosophy already I, i've right. never even thought yeah. about the bible you know what right I mean? so um yeah i think that
0: it's interesting that you could say you could almost say that the the biblical teachings of god and theology then can be like guides on how to make your philosophy about God. Yeah. Like
1: about at least the geo Christian God.
0: Yeah. The, the Christian God, the Judeo Christian. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like, Hey, you're doing philosophy all the time. Here's a guide on how to do philosophy when it pertains to the Christian God. Right. You know? And then you're like, Oh, okay. Now that I get that, it's kind of like training wheels on.
1: Yeah. Imagine again, I'm this dude in this, in this vast whiteness. And I've just been popped in there. Why white? I don't know. You can say it's why a, a, white. Blackness. Dairy? Is, why no, white? No, just like an empty, like black <laughs> void is just so much more like, uh, like depressing, like outer space. Also, oh, just... black voids are depressing. Yeah. Okay. We can solve the conversation. It's a it's a nice gray void. <laughs> Thank you. Anyways, so we're in this nice gray void, and um, and you've just been popped into existence, right? And you've been given the. Um, ability to do philosophy and logic you can think you've been given those things by god That's like the basis of who you are in this void is you can think and you can um, make good reliable decisions about things right you can perceive okay i'm floating i'm in a void i can't move i can't like go anywhere but i can still like maybe move my arms and legs you're, you're thinking all of these systematic things in mm-hmm. your mind right and then all of a sudden god pops in a book the bible in front of you and says. Hey, look, I've communicated about myself through this book to you. It's authoritative. Read it, right? You've already done philosophy. God's already given you those things Mm -hmm. to be able to understand the the communication he's just given you. So they're working in contrast with each other. Well, they're working well together, right? Right? To understand who God is. You're using both, right? Uh You can use both scripture and philosophy to understand him badly. You can use them both to understand him well as well.
0: And another thing to like kind of make it another easily digestible pill to understand is kind of like... You know, you need the skill of reading to know what the Bible says about God, but yeah. that doesn't make reading superior to, to God or the Bible. Oh yeah, absolutely. So it's the same with philosophy. You need the skill of philosophy to understand what the Bible is saying about God, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that philosophy is superior. Right. You know, so I think, yeah, I think we've done a pretty good job of clearing up that confusion there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we grounded theology, grounded, have we completely grounded
1: theology? Uh, yeah, I think so.
0: Theology. Did I say philosophy first?
1: Uh, I think it's a vlo- uh, theology.
0: Okay. So we grounded philosophy mm-hmm. knowing that it's like thinking about a concrete thing. We I mean, yeah. same with God. You know, theology is thinking about an absolute thing. Yeah. Um, is there any more you want, we want to do a grounding about all that good stuff?
1: No, I think I'm good. I think as long as people understand that they're not like head to head against each other and that we don't just view like philosophy as evil, right? Mm-hmm. Cause I think it's from God and it needs to be put in its correct place. Um, yeah. And it's at odds to philosophy sometimes, and philosophy is at odds to good theology sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Someone could have a bad theology about God. I think I said theology twice, but um, someone that gets could have, so
0: confusing. I don't know what I say. Okay.
1: Someone could have a bad theology about God, right? Like, say, someone has a bad um, understanding of what it is to be a, mono, uh, a monotheist within like the uh, the Christian worldview, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they could have a bad understanding of that within their theology, and it could be at odds to actual good philosophy. Because I think actual good philosophy points to a Trinitarian God, right? Okay. And so if I think good philosophy points to a Trinitarian God for this, this, and this reason, right, Mm -hmm. which we can get into if we wanted to, but if I think for these reasons Trinitarian monotheism is like the way to go, right, and is in actuality truth, then someone could have a a bad um, theology based off of a bad interpretation of scripture Mm -hmm. where the bad interpretation of scripture is actually wrong and the theology is actually right the philosophy is right sorry yeah the philosophy is actually right yeah right now good theology will never go against good philosophy in my opinion if they're both from god mm-hmm. then they couldn't contradict each
0: right other. yeah that's good
1: yeah just to make it like a little distinction there yeah would be good
0: yeah i think that's a i think this is a great conversation because i yeah it's so no needed. i think it's a good conversation no i think it's a, it's a great i think it's a great conversation
1: i think it's a really really awesome conversation. i
0: think this might be my favorite conversation of the month not mine <laughs> well exactly this is a way better conversation than you think this is <laughs> I'm gonna front load this rather than having it come out in a few weeks. I'm Whoa. Like, no I'm not
1: <laughs> And now this is so groundbreaking for you <laughs>
0: I've not I've had this podcast with you talking about philosophy and this whole time I thought it was evil and now everything just cleared up. this is just
1: so elementary for me it's just kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding.
0: <laughs> I'm, like, so far advanced, I can't even, like, fathom thinking this is groundbreaking. I just, like
1: can't wait for this to be over, honestly. Like, it's just kind of dry. I,
0: I'm waiting to get onto the good stuff. Here. Like...
1: <laughs> no, yeah, I, I love it, too. Just because it would make me so mad when I would... It wouldn't make me mad. It would just... It almost make me giggle a little bit in, like, the sort of ignorance of some people to say that philosophy is evil when it comes to... Yeah. I guess it,
0: I'd giggle only, like, depending on how mature of a Christian they are, right? These are really mature Christians. Yeah, I know. But I was saying, like, yeah. if someone's, like... A Christian for like 10 years has really good theology. Right. And they're like, philosophy is bad. I'm like, I don't know if you've put a lot of time into this.
1: Yeah. But and
0: if a new Christian's like, I don't like philosophy, I'm like, okay, well, slow your roll. You're in a your cage stage. Let's back up. Stage. Let's explain yeah. what this is.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think it just comes from a place of a little bit of ignorance and just not studying enough of mm-hmm. the things that God has given us. But it also could just be a genuine um, difference of opinion. That's totally fine to have too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You are using that philosophy to have that difference of opinion. But whatever. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: It's like things. It's kind of like the same type of thing where or the, it's similar to when Calvinists get mad that you're not Calvinist. You're like, well, I'm predestined. so
1: Yeah, yeah. It's the, the same vein. As that. Then, like, it's the same logic as that argument.
0: Philosophy is evil. I'm like, well, you use philosophy to determine to, that philosophy is evil. Is so.
1: evil. Yeah what do you do with that? Yeah, God predestined you to believe philosophy is evil. Then so. you
0: watch them implode. <laughs> and then you should probably help them and not leave them. But.
1: Yeah. Um, yes, but it is fun to think yeah. about.
0: You know what I'm curious about is, as we're talking about this, and I mentioned how, you know, Romans 1 talks about the fine-tuning, which I did think it was the cosmological, because I thought the cosmological said, like... I guess it's similar in a way, because cosmological Romans is like... being 1 uh, Romans 1 saying that nature has revealed itself. Oh, that God has, yeah. Because I think it's like... You talk about like, hey, it's fine tuning. yeah, I always thought it was cosmological because cosmological is like, hey, this building had intelligent design because it's, it looks like it did, but like how much more of the universe looks more complex. It's fine tuning. That's fine tuning? Yeah. Okay. Then I just been confused about it.
1: Because cosmolo- uh, cosmology is just, it only gets you to a place where you can say there was a cause. You can't even say the cause is God. You can't say the cause um, is, yeah, you can't a, say I'm, the cause is like a designer. It could be matter. Or okay. anything, right? It just gets you to a point where you have to say something had to cause this. Okay,
0: then I've just misunderstood the extent of how the cosmological argument could be used. Yeah. So yeah, so there's fine tuning. So we have a scripture that lo- that like reflects fine tuning. I'm curious about if we could find scripture to back up the most popular philosophical. Evidences for God.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's why they're used all the time because scripture backs it up. Yeah. Because they don't go in contrast yeah, or like th- a bad contrast. I to think each
0: it'd other. be interesting if we had like a chart where it's like fine tuning Romans 1, this, 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 this. Yeah. Cosmological. God, like in the beginning, God, this, 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 yeah. this you know. Yeah. Uh, they exist. Other would that, be that's really fun to see because then we could show people, like, hey, yeah this is philosophy. These titles are ph- philosophical. Yeah. Here's the theology to support it.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, you can think. Um, within philosophy, we call God, we, like I'm doing, like i <laughs> an academic. Me and my, <laughs> fellows, my uh, <laughs> philosophy friends. I've heard people who are academics who do philosophy well, <laughs> unlike myself, um, talk about God as a maximally supreme being, right? That's we talk, how we talk about, not we, that's how they that's how we <laughs> you talk about him.
0: say we, you are into philosophy.
1: That's how you and me talk about God. We yeah. say that he's a maximally supreme being, right? So yeah. we don't know what it means to have all knowledge. We don't know what it means to be able to do anything. We don't know what it means to have all power, right? Yeah. But we do know what we can say is that God would have to be a being that is at the max of all the things that he could have. right? Because yeah. if he lacked something, then he wouldn't be God, right? Yeah. Or he wouldn't be all-powerful. If he lacked some amount of power, he wouldn't be all-powerful, right? Yeah. So we have to say God is a maximally supreme being, meaning he has the maximum amount of power, the maximum amount of knowledge, like the maximum amount of spatial awareness, Yeah, but with right?
0: that, I guess you'd have to... Like, if someone was trying to be really facetious, you would want to say, like, the maximally the maximal supreme being of the things that are necessary. In a sense, because you could say, well, he could be the maximally evil God. Yeah. And it's like, well, evil is not necessary. Yeah,
1: good. Um But just for the sake of this, yeah. like, you have to say, or you have to say, we view God like that, right? We say he's a maximally supreme being, mm-hmm. totally reflected in scripture, right? Yeah. Like, we have giant words we talk about in the Bible all the time. <laughs> We, how we describe God being all powerful, all knowing, everywhere, right? Yeah. Omniscient, omnipresent. We use these bigger words, right? Yeah. And those are represented in scripture, but they're also philosophical ideas that are backed up in philosophy, mm-hmm. right? In the philosophy of religion. And so they're in both areas, backed up by scripture, but also valid philosophical ideas that can be argued for and um given really good evidence for, I think, too. Yeah. So I think, yeah, you can for I would say for most most every good theistic um philosophic argument for God, you could back it up with a lot of scripture. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Most of the time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, most of the time.
0: Yeah, like, pretty much like yeah. almost all the time. Yeah, I think most of the time. Like if you had a percentage of times, it'd be like the majority. Most of yeah, the yeah. Yeah, it'd be most. like, if you had like a hundred times, it'd be like maybe at like 90.
1: Yeah, 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 99. Yeah, it'd be like if you had like fries from McDonald's, it'd be like most of the fries that are in the actual fry thing, but like the ones that weren't would be like the ones in the bag. That
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i don't have another thing to <laughs> add <up to> that. <laughs> yes well guys thanks for listening was there anything else you wanted to add on that
1: um i was trying to think of how veggie tales ends and i was going to quote that but i can't remember do we have a show for no no not the beginning the, the end is like did we have a show for you no but like <laughs> bob tomato and layer the cucumber say and remember he loves you very much oh, or yeah. something like that but i can't remember what the the first line is yeah whatever
0: imagine (laughs) i was gonna quote that meme i want to give credit where credit's due there's a meme out there that says imagine thinking you can learn theology from a talking tomato and not a woman (laughs) that's like a little dig at like people who get mad at women teachers
1: yeah pretty funny
0: but anyways guys thanks for listening um thanks a lot you guys are amazing welcome to our new subscribers we've been getting more and more like um kind of growing faster on youtube than we kind of ever have yeah uh recently so thank you guys welcome we're glad you're here uh thanks for following us thanks for supporting us if you guys yep. really like this and want to become a supporter you can do that on anchor or you can get we got a patreon as well mm-hmm. and yeah we're excited we love this show we're yeah. on all the all the social medias Yep. except facebook and rumble <laughs> is rumble rumble oh rumble's a video thing isn't it you mean bumble no, Rumble's a video, a new video thing. Oh, okay. It's like cool. for conservatives oh. and like really alt-right people. I went there and saw some really messed up things, and I was like, "What is this?" this when know like, about it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's because you're left-leaning. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and hold? what's the other one? The one that the, like the conservative Vimeo? Facebook that the red that everyone got mad about. Telegram. No, I forgot. It doesn't matter. We're not there.
1: <laughs> um. Just telling you all the places we aren't. Yeah, yeah. We hit our goal. Our goal was to hit a video. Um, purely just a video, not a podcast, because we've reached it with a podcast. We've had podcasts get over a thousand listens before. Um but our goal or my goal, I guess, was we have to-
0: had podcasts that over a thousand 100%, listens. Hundred percent, yeah.
1: Um <laughs> our goal my goal was to have a video <laughs> on YouTube hit over a thousand views alone, not like combined with all of our like Spotify uh yeah. Apple stuff like that. Yeah. But, and we got one. And so now next next goal, ten K. That's what I wanna Why not is- five?
0: That's such a big deal. Not
1: ten's cool though.
0: Yeah, I know 10's cool, but we want we need baby steps, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we put a short out there. They got like twelve hundred. Yeah. Uh, and then they got like three thousand on both TikTok and and Instagram. I was like, yeah. wow, that's good. That's a good yeah. time. We didn't even know. We weren't even looking at it. And like, Over eight K
1: total views on that one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Our friend messaged us and was like, or our friend told us like, oh, you're blowing up on TikTok. We're like, what? And I look, it's like two hundred comments. I was like, yeah, bro, I cannot. I checked
1: TikTok and I was like, oh, oh, three hundred notifications. Just not gonna look at any of them. Yeah, I was like,
0: I can't read that. I don't yeah. have.
1: I have a job and a lot of stuff to yeah. do. I don't have time.
0: Yeah. Anyways, thank you guys for your support. We're stoked. Yeah. Uh, we're going to keep on doing this. Yep. It's going to be a great time. As we have.
1: What is this, episode 107 or
0: 6 or something? Yeah. Yeah, one of those.
1: Cool. Poggers. Woo! Thanks for listening, everybody. We love you. Hopefully, we didn't scare you away with this episode. Come back yeah. next time. Um, and remember, he loves you very much. I hope we don't get sued by Magic Tales, dude. Yeah. Bye.